Last week, in honor of the 800th anniversary of St. Francis' creation of the Nativity scene, I suggested that we all spend some time praying before ours. On this feast of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, I'd like to share with you the fruit of my reflection at ours. As I gathered there in prayer, I think it was late on Christmas Day, all the lights were out except those gathered there at the shrine. What struck me first, I know it sounds strange to say, but what struck me first was Joseph's foot. There's a vein in his foot. The artist was very detailed on that, but that I could see his foot. He had no shoes, not even sandals. There were the normal features that we see in Joseph, like our, our calendar this year from the parish. Sometimes, sometimes Joseph is so, shown as an old man, happily not so much in our mural, not so much in our calendar, sometimes as, as an old man. The idea of some artists was to show that God would choose someone who would never risk to violate the, the purity of Mary. But most scholars I read say that's foolishness. Surely the Lord, in choosing someone to lead Mary to Bethlehem and lead the Holy Family into Egypt, wanted someone strong, staff in hand, a carpenter or a worker. He had that staff in hand, just like the Israelites when they celebrated Passover, ready to flee, ready to make haste wherever it needed to go, ultimately into freedom. Those are the normal features of Joseph. But barefoot, how strange. And then I remembered Moses, the burning bush. Take off your shoes. You are standing on holy ground. The early church fathers spoke of Mary as being a new, a new image of the burning bush. Mary, the virgin and mother, the bush that had prefigured her was on fire but not burnt. There, Joseph stands before the new, the new burning bush, but also before the new Moses. As our Christmas gift, the book at the doors of the church, still some copies, as Brent Petrie speaks of, this is the way of the new fulfillment of all that had come before us. Joseph takes off his sandals, at least according to our nativity scene, reminding us, the fulfillment of all the scriptures and that vulnerability necessary to receive. My eyes then went from the foot of Joseph to the beautiful image of Mary, kneeling there. She had just given birth. Of course, we don't expect her to be up and about. But the kneeling that struck me as I prayed there showed the complementarity with Joseph, still upright. But also... But also, it reminded me of another Mary. Do you remember the house of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, the good friends of Jesus? How Martha was busy about many things, but Mary, Mary rested at the feet of Jesus, choosing the better part, receiving his word. Now Mary receives the word made flesh that's resting in the manger. And then, of course, and most importantly, 
my eyes went to Jesus. But as is always the case in nativity scenes, I hope all in your own homes, that beautiful face of the child. I invited us all to stare at that face to, for us to come to know him, but also for him to help us come to know us. The way our, the artist that put together our nativity scene depicted Jesus is so loving, arms wide open, looking for an embrace, not as a frantic child, but as a source of pure joy. How beautiful. All are being drawn into that heavenly embrace. But something else struck me that maybe the artist didn't think of. Remember what the scriptures say? We heard them if you were with us at midnight mass on Christmas, that Mary wrapped him in swaddling swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. For a long time, I had no idea what swaddling clothes meant, but it's become more of a thing. I've asked the young mothers now the, the debate on swaddling or not to swaddle. I don't know anything about it, except what it means is the child can't go anywhere. The child, the child who is already so weak is now powerless, bound. And what hit me there, though the artist did not depict it in our scene, was that he who was going to be bound by Pilate was first bound in love by Mary. He who would rest in death on the wood of the cross was first to rest in the rough wood of the manger. And he who would be wrapped in a white burial cloth and laid in the tomb was first wrapped in swaddling cloths, powerless in a manger. It has to be both. No artist can depict both the swaddling clothes and the arms wide open, but Jesus is both. He is bound, but also free. Last week, the document from the Vatican was released. It was a confusing timing and confusing content, even more confusing press coverage about this document. Please read the the insert that we put in the, the bulletin today. It was also in the the North Country Catholic. The insert is addressed, Dear Brothers, because he was first writing to all the priests, but then asked the letter to be shared with with one and all. There are always, in the teachings of the Church on marriage and family, there will always be laws, just like the swaddling clothes that bind the child to comfort, to draw in. Those laws will always be there, and praise God that they will. Like Jesus there in the temple, going to fulfill the promise of the law in our gospel today. Just like Jesus going back to Nazareth, being obedient to Mary and Joseph. The rules are there. But that spirit of welcome that is to draw each of us, that child That man on the cross, those arms are wide open to draw each of us ever further into his love, ever further into his blessings. On this day, brothers and sisters, I invite you to look to the Holy Family, to the receptivity of Mary, to the strength of Joseph and his vulnerability, and first and foremost, to the loving blessing of the Lord of law and love.